Fill your cup and get ahead with WKGN. One, three, four, oh. Live from the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios in Knoxville, it's the morning show on Fan Run Radio. Here are your hosts, John Reed and Bob Baskerville. Back in the booth, back on the airwaves, coming at you live from the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Happy Wednesday morning to you, February 7th. Good morning and hope you're having a good day wherever you are. Good morning, Bob. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. A little cold getting up this morning, but uh, the days keep flying off the calendar, so... Just got to keep looking ahead to spring, but I'm doing good. How about you? Solid. Solid. I am here with nothing to complain about. Absolutely nothing. Got to bed fairly early, or at least early enough. Slept good. Up and at it. Not even that sore getting out of bed. Uh, Everything's good with me. What about you, Samuel? How are you? I'd say I'm pretty solid as well this morning. Wow. I, I don't have too many complaints myself. Um, clean sweep. Clean sweep. Yeah, we're three Wednesday, for three this hump morning. Day, everyone's happy. Yeah, not too bad. Um, I think I do need to start getting to bed a little bit, a little bit earlier. I'm just still haven't gotten to the, still haven't found the sweet spot yet. Well, I also want to throw at you something you might have to start considering. See, because <laughs> for me it's going the right way, for you it's going the wrong. Oh, way. Oh, absolutely. We are a week away from moving studios, mm-hmm. or like maybe a week and a half. And that's going to add about 10 minutes to your drive, I would say. Mm-hmm. Maybe more. Maybe more. Yeah. Maybe yeah, more. so maybe that'll be kind of the kick in the rear that I need to kind of go to bed a little earlier. Well, I would, if I were you, I would just keep that in mind. That extra 12 to 13 minutes is going to be tough. Mm-hmm. And also keep in mind that we're going to be back to having to like set things up and video and everything. Yeah. So, you know, I, I was guilty of it, too. I came down the hill at 6.51 this morning. I was like, nope, no Sam. No, yeah, it's, it's, it was a late morning. I, I was a little late waking up, but I'll be I'll be right on back. Bob was waiting Thursday. on me. <laughs> Said only for for two minutes though. Yeah, so not, not that it, bad. it wasn't too long. He was we're, there for twenty. Yeah, <laughs> I, I made the wrong decision. He made the right decision. Where you know we had the one key to give, and I was like, I'll give it to Sam. He's like, Yeah, yeah, give it to Sam. <laughs> that way he doesn't have to get out and open the gate. He just gets to sit there and wait. So he made the right decision there. Yeah, sat in my car with a little blankie on me. Yeah, heated seats, yes. heated steering wheel. It is a foot massager, I'm sure. The gas pedal massages your foot. It's tough when when the, everyone else is just sitting there waiting in their car, and you got to get out and unlock that frozen frozen gate. I still remember the worst one was day two when remember it was pouring rain. Yeah, I did feel a little bad yeah. for you then. Yeah. I was like, God, man, that was that was hard. We had a good first day. Second day, just <laughs> raining and colds. Yeah. <sighs> I made a similar mistake this morning, which I, you know, I don't know at what point you guys put on your shoes to leave, but typically mine is right at the door whenever I'm I'm leaving, and I've got a water jug at my place. 
I don't know why it's kind of worked out this way, but I've become just like an office water jug person at, at my at my place. I just, you know, I go in to get refills and I just have it there. And it, it feels good to push a little button and not take up, a, you know, have a, having a big filter in the fridge takes up a lot of room. You've right? got like the five-gallon I've got a five-gallon yeah, like yeah, office awesome. jug. Yeah. 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 Which stays nice and cold. You can, it even heats it up if you needed to heat it up immediately. So, like, that's what I do. The problem is sometimes in the morning it's dark and, you know, you go to fill it up. You can't really see inside the water bottle. So I'll sometimes, you know, stick my finger at the top just to see, okay, it's getting full. Long story short, Sam, I spilled water all over my socks this morning. Oh. And I was already running a couple minutes late. So I was like, do I run back upstairs and try to change? I was like, no, no, it's fine. So my one sock, you know, got pretty wet and I just had to come out with it. So it was like I was out in the rain, except maybe worse because it's in inside my, my shoe on my sock. Wet but I didn't have time to run back up. But my water bottle is filled, so I'm good to go <laughs> it's there. good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to try some. Uh, so my, my wife has, uh, she talked to me about it last night, but, and I forget, it's magnesium something. It's some sort of supplement that's, you know, over the counter or something. But she said that supposedly, and she's tried it for a couple nights, and it's really, really helped her sleep. I've, I slept pretty good last night, but. I've heard about this. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. magnesium something else. I don't know. It's uh, like man, I got phosphate it. or I don't know. So it starts uh, with a G, doesn't it? Might I don't know. I can't I, figure. I might it not out. have been listening that. I've I've heard like. about this and it just knocks you out. Yeah. Bad dreams, weird dreams. I think it's like good. Like I, yeah. I think it's pretty she's, solid she's, for you. You just kind of she's she's liking it. So it just knocks you out. More of a natural melatonin, maybe something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's not like uh, it's not like a sedative or anything. It's just uh, something that would you know help your body promote sleep. I have successfully weaned myself. I've kicked myself off the melatonin. I'm not. I'm not going back nice. to anything. Yeah, I'm good to go. Uh, haven't really had any nights where I've just not been able to fall asleep so far. Now we'll see. You know, as as we get a little bit. Further down the calendar when spring and summer and the nights get longer and then you get into some late night college basketball which or, or NBA basketball. Tried to watch another college basketball game last night that was maybe off the beaten path a little bit with BYU and Oklahoma and it was another just ugly performance and it, it holds a mirror up to college basketball and, and, and a spotlight and you start looking at some of the warts and I don't know. There's also like a lifeless crowd. You might just be picking the wrong games. Yeah, I think so. I mean, because Carolina Clemson was pretty yeah. fun, but then I'm watching that. I'm watching Carolina Clemson last night, and you know, rooting for Carolina to lose because that's a potential, or that is a, a a roadblock for Tennessee in the one seed. And I'm watching Carolina Clemson, and Clemson I think was one and sixty in Chapel Hill, and then there's previous uh, you know sixty one games. They only had one win ever at Chapel Hill. Got their second last night, but basically at the three and a half, four minute mark, the refs just decide like, "Hey, we're gonna try to really screw Clemson," and they they miss one of the worst like out of bounds calls where a guy clearly gets raked on the arm. Comes down, they miss another bad out of bounds call. Both go to uh, Carolina as they make a comeback, tie the game. Clemson able to make enough plays to win down the stretch, but I. That one soured me for a different reason. I was like, this is actually a home court advantage that is affecting these guys and was going to steal the game away from Clemson, but they didn't. They didn't. Bob, what was on your TV last night? What was 
going on in your household? <clears throat> yeah, I, I popped around and watched a little bit of uh, various college basketball games. Watched some of that Carolina Clemson game. Um, that was clearly a big resume win for for Clemson. They don't have that many of them. So uh, in a year where the ACC may not have many teams going to the big dance, so that was a big win. Uh, watched some of UConn again. Yeah, and UConn played Butler, who's you know Butler's pretty good, and um, they kept they kept coming at UConn. UConn, as we said the other day too, yeah, they're good, man. They uh, they have Alex Caravan back too, so they're back at full strength and. Uh, it's a good team. So I was popping around to that. Watched a little bit of Baylor, Texas Tech, and then when I knew it was time to go to bed, I found myself watching a couple minutes of uh, San Diego State at Air Force. I was like, okay, it's time. It's time to call it. Yeah, yeah. No, I uh, I, I immediately like get, went from the Oklahoma BYU slop fest to uh, you know watching just some reality TV. A little traitors on Peacock is where I made it to. Which I guess there's a new trend in reality TV, which is to take personalities from other shows and kind of put them together you know villains tried to do that and this is a similar concept where you take some of the the more noted strat strategic players maybe a little bit of an edge to them and you put them in a house and it's a little bit of a murder mystery and you know i've enjoyed it so far i didn't i didn't watch the first season but the second season i'm i'm in right now and it tickles what i need when it comes to reality tv there's a competition aspect and enough entertainment that, that keeps me satisfied. Still holding off on like diving into True Detective or any like new scripted prime television show. I've just been watching my King of Queens and my reality TV. I saw Russell uh, from The Drive put a post on X last week saying he was getting ready to maybe go to True Detective and what people thought. and. I don't know. You and I've talked about this new season of True Detective. It's uh, it's always dark. Every season of it is in its own way. But I was just like thinking, okay, Ross, man, you got to be prepared for this one. It's well, I went through and read the replies, and a lot of people were like, ah, you know, not that good. Mm. Is what the kind of the consensus was so far. I I would say I kind of get that. It's it seems to have ratcheted up on Sunday night. I'm not going to give any spoilers other than that. So, uh, and it's a short season as I, you and I were talking about a minute ago. It's uh, I think it's only six episodes and this was the fourth. So it's, uh, it's time for me to catch up then. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, yeah. You know, the one thing I miss, I, the hardest adjustment for me was I used to be a 11 o'clock whether it's national, local, you know, I grew up my, in, in the business. Some of my first jobs were in TV news, and I miss I miss watching the news, a little bit of it at 11. Can't really do it, you know, because I'm like, man, 11's my, my cutoff time. I've got to be in bed asleep or trying to sleep. So that's a, that's been a little bit – That's I, it hit me last night. It was like that's kind of my biggest adjustment. It was kind of a big national news day with some of the stuff going on in politics, and I was like, eh, I can't really watch it. I got to say, I've pretty much never been an 11 o'clock news guy. You know, growing up, a little too young to yep. really appreciate the news. The news to me was only the the roadblock to watch Jay Leno whenever I was, you know, 10, 11, 12, or maybe 9, 10, 11, 12. It was just a roadblock for 30 minutes to watch Jay Leno. And then by the time I get to the point where I actually appreciate the news, now it's a little too late for me to stay up and watch it. Like, it's almost like I've... Social media has given me the stories locally that I need to see for the most part. 
And then, yeah, now, now at this point in life, too late to stay up and watch something scary before bed. So, yeah, I'm, I'm good on that. So, yeah, I think I might have missed the nighttime news generation. I will say I've started getting home around 3.30 or 4. You know, now, you know, with the switch to the morning show, I'm usually home by that time and kind of settled. And I'm now an afternoon news guy, though. I do watch the, the live at 5 at 4. Or, you know, the, if they start running the news at 4 or 5, I'll, I'll watch that for a good 30 minutes or so before I realize what I'm doing and decide to turn the channel. Yeah. Yeah, that's that can be some uh, that can be some hard cheese some days that show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's I, I guess maybe not that specific program. That's just maybe where my <laughs> mind goes. But there'll be some some news on when I get home, and I'll, I'll watch a little bit of it. Sam, you a nighttime news guy? You, you, you yeah. No, no, no I doubt it's, not yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah, that's um, yeah. Sam's young. Yeah, yeah, okay. super young. So you'll never watch the nighttime news ever, most likely. No, probably not. Yeah. I yeah, I don't enjoy the news honestly. It is something that, as you get older, you do care a little bit more about it. That is true. Like, those those stereotypes do <laughs> ring true. Okay. <laughs> you care a little bit more about the community and what's going on. And Oh, the farmer's market's back. Okay, let's go. <laughs> oh, wow, that's a terrible crime. Lock the doors. Move out of that part of town. I mean, yesterday they announced there's a new uh, airline in Knoxville coming through. Did they confirm what it was? Yes, and I can... I know we got to hit a break, but I can shed some quick light on it. It's 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 a kind of a nothing burger. It was this. It's a discount airline called Avilo. That's right. Yeah. So that's the one I saw rumored. And I'd never heard of it prior to well, the rumor it, on I think Monday is when I saw it. So so there's a new destination. Works for me because my in laws for are from up this way. But it's a flight from Knoxville to New Haven, Connecticut, and that's it. That's all. Yeah. That's all that was added. I had some of my friends that, like, you're like, okay, there's some good pizza up there in New Haven. Like, yeah. there's, a, I guess, a famous pizza square or pizza yeah, mile Pepe's. or something. Yeah, yeah so, good like, stuff. you know, might ride up there and check out New Haven, Connecticut. And others are saying this was a push from, like, the Maryville area because they want tourism. And they think that maybe the opposite way, like, New Haven to, no- uh, to Knoxville will create, like, a, hey, come to the mountains and try out Maryville and get some money coming in here is what I saw somebody from Maryville saying. I don't know. Otherwise, it wasn't something, yeah, that moved the needle for most people, especially when you tease it as, hey, big announcement coming, new airlines, yeah. new destination. Here's new an airline you never really heard small, of but... and a place that most people will never want to go, New Haven, Connecticut. They have 16 planes. That's it. That's their fleet. Well, I checked their website, and I saw that like they, it was all like just – you know, a couple hour runs, nothing to the middle of the country, nothing nah. to the West Coast. It was all kind of trying to piece it together just on one side of the country. So I assumed it would be nothing exciting. And It's a big run uh, because, again, my in-laws will take it down to Florida. And, and they said it's it's actually nice. You know, it's like a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour flight, and, mm-hmm. and it's cheap. And, you know, I guess it works. It's a direct flight, and sometimes it's tough to get out of those areas just like it is here on a direct flight. So. Well, good news for you, Sam, if you ever want to go to Connecticut. You now have an airline and a direct flight out of Knoxville. Send us to break. We'll come back. It is the morning show here on Fan Run Radio. Good morning. It looks good out here right now. Coming inbound on Alcoa Highway up by UT Medical Center as that traffic builds out of Blunt County passing Topside Road. Traffic's holding up right now in uh, West Knoxville. 40 East and West looks good actually over the top of West Hills. A little bit of radar earlier down I-40 in the Roan County area. Hey, Pioneer is hiring HVAC techs and they're paying a $3,000 bonus. Call Pioneer Heating and Air today at 351-1125. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. 
a brand built in Tennessee and born from the love. Father wrote a check that I'm betting his ass could never cash. He's betting on the eight ball landing in the sidewalk. North Carolina did go down yesterday. Big for Tennessee's chances to move up in seeding. I don't know if you know that's enough to permanently put Tennessee ahead, of course, but or even nudge them to the one line now because Arizona had kind of jumped Tennessee prior to yesterday. In terms of the preceded or projected seating, but Tennessee lost to a Carolina team at home that was unranked last week when they were in the top five, and North Carolina does the same thing: loses to a Carolina team at home while ranked in the top five. So maybe we'll call that even, Stevens. What else do we have in the SEC? You had South Carolina. I guess survive a scare against Ole Miss. That game somewhat came down to the wire, a three-point game. Ole Miss, you know, a runner at the buzzer, or you know, really with three seconds left on the clock. I thought, I thought Chris Beard really mismanaged the end of that game. I don't know if you guys were locked in to South Carolina, Ole Miss. What time did it start? I didn't see it honestly, and it was because I was planning to see some of it, but the next thing I knew, it was like. I don't know, it was like 8.30, and it, they had a final score. Well, I assumed it was a 6.30 start, kind of yeah. like how we do locally sometimes. I, I didn't watch the beginning. I just watched down the stretch. Yeah. But, you know, I, whenever I was looking at South Carolina, you know, kind of had, had them at an arm's distance, and then, yeah, with about three minutes left, it was a close game, so I flipped it over. And just long enough to criticize Chris Beard, I thought. I don't know how you guys feel, but – he, he tried to play it out with a, th- you know, they were down three with 38 seconds left. And he tried to play it out. And they only had five fouls. And, you know, they didn't foul. They didn't try to play the free throw game, which I thought was a mistake. And they end up getting the stop. But South Carolina smartly shoots, you know, basically at the end of the shot clock. So by the time the rebound is, you know, corralled and you're getting up the court, there's only like four seconds left, and in college, that's not really going to work out for you. And I think, I think Ole Miss kind of got screwed a little bit. I thought South Carolina dodged a bullet because it looked like Lamont was calling for a foul, like, "Hey, don't let them shoot a three, don't let them shoot a three. And I think the college player for South Carolina tried to foul right as Ole Miss was shooting a three, but they didn't call it, so they almost had a real bad mistake. But yeah, he shot with about three and a half, four seconds left. A terrible runner. They miss it. South Carolina gets the rebound. South Carolina wins by three. So, I believe South Carolina is three-and-a-half-point favorite. So, if you had Ole Miss, you were happy with the way it worked out. But I just think, A, with a foul to give, you try to play aggressive defense and at least are trapping hard, pressing the ball, trying to force a turnover. They didn't even do that. But I'm I'm taking my seventh foul and making somebody shoot a one-and-one as well in college. Like, the one-and-one model – makes the free throw game make a lot more sense, in my opinion. Then you combine that with not being able to invest the ball the timeout and and not being able to, you know, get into a set as quickly. I, I thought Chris Beard really mismanaged the end of that game. Um, the one stat that I've been paying attention to ever since Tennessee played South Carolina was 
you know, when we previewed them last week, we talked about Michi Johnson being their leading scorer, and, you know, he's obviously a solid player. They're winning, and Michi's not scoring much. These last four games, he's averaged about five points a game. He does a lot of other things, obviously, and he's getting a lot of positive minutes, but that's an interesting thing to see. I've gotten a little bit fascinated, even though I didn't see last night's game. I've been kind of fascinated with uh, the South Carolina experience because it's so rough to watch, but they have different guys showing up. Like when they beat Georgia, they had that Colin Murray Boyles kid and Josh Gray who comes off the bench score. I mean, they're 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 clicking, and uh, that's. In- I, I was surprised the game was as close as it was last night, to be honest. But um, that's interesting what you said about Beard too, because Beard gets a lot of love as a tactician, you know, as a coach. But that sounds like a, a bit of a miss. Yeah, unless South Carolina's just absolutely nails from the free throw line. I mean, I know the guy that we kept fouling at the end of our game went four for four, and he didn't miss. But, like, I just feel like in college you're going to have somebody that that buckles under the pressure, and I'm going to at least try that out with a one-on-one. I'm going to extend that game as long as I can. If that was Rick Barnes in Tennessee that had made that mistake, I would have said the same thing. I would have I would have judged it the same way. Like, I want to extend the game out as far as I can in college. Make those players shoot as many free throws as possible. Because usually in good, you know, good free throw shooters in college are really around like the 80, 82%, 84%, right? And those are like you, your best guys on the teams are usually like in the, the mid-80s. You roll the dice there. And he didn't. So, yeah, I thought that was a, a mistake. Elsewhere in the SEC, congrats to you boys. Your Kentucky Wildcats finally bounced back. <laughs> About time, man. Little ZD was putting the starting lineup, and that's all. That's all it took. Kentucky all of a sudden looked like a new team. He's back. He's oh yeah, and also <laughs> playing Vanderbilt. So that that helped too. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that everybody expected them to uh, handle their business, get healthy again. Um, they they were down still a couple players, DJ Wagner, and now this time Trey Mitchell was out too, but. When you got Big Z, you can uh, you can you can overcome a lot. Um, now, boy, Vanderbilt, what a that's a bad it's a bad team. Yeah, they're not very good. Yeah. They're not very good. They're, they're bad. And you said that you know people expect Kentucky to handle handle their business. I was still impressed at the way they handled their business. I mean, I don't think we thought a thirty-two point win or one hundred and nine <laughs> points was coming. Like, did right. I think they were going to beat Vanderbilt? Yeah. But I thought it might be in the 8 to 15 point range. And, like, you know, maybe something that they're hanging around the second half. And you're like, can Vanderbilt still one? Can Vanderbilt, you know, I don't want to say Memorial Magic because that's dead. But, like, more like, can Kentucky not guard anybody at all, right? Can Vanderbilt go out here and keep it close because that's how lackadaisical Kentucky is. But instead, Kentucky came out on a mission. And, yeah, Vanderbilt just couldn't get a stop. And only score, only scoring 77 points against Kentucky is is a bad sign too. You know, shooting thirty five percent from the field against that Kentucky team that's bad on defense. Stackhouse seems to have that thing rotting from the inside. It seems it seems dead, although talking to stats by Will and you know he he talks to people in the college basketball circle and he did like a coaching search update and said that he thinks Stackhouse from what he's hearing is like fifty fifty on whether or not he gets another year and that Vanderbilt might be leaning towards keeping him. Although a thirty two point Loss at home when the crowd is completely blue. Yeah, that that might change the change the tide. But 
some Vanderbilt fans I saw were saying, hey, the administration doesn't care if it's filled with blue because that means it's full. Right. <laughs> it's money. Yeah, it means like people are actually coming to games. So, hey, you know, maybe you just go Jay Stackhouse full of wrestling hill and you invite all the other teams pl- uh, opposing <laughs> fans into the stadium. Sell out that way. Maybe that's the way to go. Bring them into that arena. So Kentucky gets 109 points, and uh, Reed Shepard only scores six. So that, I mean, again, and he played a lot of minutes. I just think that, again, they do have players, obviously. Uh, Sam's favorite guy, Antonio Reeves. We've we've now moved it off of – I've never – Antonio Reeves is dead to me. He's just Sam's <laughs> guy now. But uh, he had 24, Dillingham 20, um, uh, they're 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 still they got a lot of talent they just can't play D but last night it didn't matter Justin Edwards seventeen as well so yeah they had they had a confidence game they they had a get right game of of a different way like they needed a hey let's go out and just overwhelm somebody and get some confidence you know I talked about that with Tennessee last week about after losing to South Carolina if you had to play Vanderbilt you would have been upset about that that'd have been a complete waste you'd be like oh we're wasting our time this doesn't prove anything. We're still waiting to see how they respond against a good team, blah, 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 blah. Kentucky was the other way. Kentucky was the other way. Kentucky loses a three out of four. They just needed to win against anybody. They didn't need a good opponent. A good opponent probably would have beaten them. So they needed a get-right game of like, hey, let's get some confidence. Let's see us get some stops. Let's get some rebounds. Let's not get punked out. Let's have a stat game. And that's what they had against Stackhouse, a stat game against Stackhouse. Yeah, 109 points. Kentucky. That's crazy. 109 points. The total was set at 151. <laughs> that was what the total was? Yeah, oh, they scored man. 109. I wish I would have seen that because it feels like <laughs> it feels like taking Kentucky's overs easy every time yeah. for their game. I mean, I, if you said it was 151 and they were about 10-point favorites, I guess that means that Vanderbilt's team total would have hit as well, right? I guess, yeah. 151 basically would be like 82 to 71. Is that right? I mean, that basically puts it there, 81-70. It's 151 points. Yeah. It's, it hits the spread. So, yeah, yeah, just taking the opponent who's playing Kentucky to score over their team total, and I guess the over for the game might be the play in Kentucky games instead. Missed that layup. Missed that layup. You said, uh, you know, Vandy rotting from the inside. I mean, did you see when Stackhouse did get after it with one of the refs? He had to be kind of restrained and – I, I just think it, I don't know it, it, I, I I I'm a little struck that you've heard that he maybe you know Will was saying he might be a 50-50 to come back. It, he feels so gone, and maybe he wants that too. You know, if I'm him, I'm regretting yeah taking the job. Yeah, I mean I'm sure the money was okay, but like I would imagine he had a long NBA playing career. I would imagine it's not like a money play for him at this point. Like you would you would think like he was a a hotly thought of G League coach once upon a time, like that he might, you know, be a guy that could pay his dues and get a shot at the NBA, you know, end up as a lead assistant and then get a head coaching job in the NBA. Instead, he took the Vanderbilt job and it's gone very, very poorly outside of like one little run in the SEC tournament with Scottie Pippen Jr. They, they beat Kentucky that year, right? That's what I was just looking at. For some reason, I want to say, and yeah, they did. And in the, in the SEC tournament, I want to say they beat Auburn too. Yeah, I think that's what I was just looking. Well, I thought they might have beat Kentucky in the SEC tournament as well. Again, but maybe Kentucky got them at the end. I don't know, but like they had a nice little run where they made it to the, I want to say the semifinals. 
Oh, the SEC um, tournament? Yeah, You're yeah, right. They, yeah, they, they almost they, made it to the tournament. They yeah. did. They beat Kentucky in the SEC tournament. I'm, I confused them with Auburn. Okay. And then they, then they lost to A&M. They beat LSU, then Kentucky, and then lost to, LSU, or to A&M. I want to say that was the year that we were in. No. I was going to say the year we were in Tampa, but that wouldn't be right because we beat Kentucky that year. They anyway, and, and they beat Auburn in the regular season. That's, okay. That, yeah, they they were on a bit of a roll last season. Uh, good lord! I mean, it started. Oh, with, was that just last year they did it? Yeah, yeah. it was just last oh, okay. year. Was last terrible season. at the start okay. of the year, and then they had that real hot run at the okay. back Five. half and like almost found their way into the tournament. I was they, thinking two years ago. They, but maybe that's wrong. They won ten of eleven before yeah. losing to A and M in the tournament, and their only loss was to LSU, which was weird. Then they beat LSU in the tournament. But I mean, they beat. Obviously, they beat Tennessee. They beat Florida, Auburn. So they beat Kentucky twice. They beat Kentucky at the end of the regular season, and then beat them again in the tournament. So yeah, there was a moment. There was Stackhouse had a moment where people were like, maybe he's got this going. Then this season happened, and uh, it's not the case. Okay, so yeah, I was also thinking. 2021 slash 22, the Kenny Chandler year, because they lost a close game to Kentucky in the SEC tournament. So I do remember like watching that, listening to that on the way down to Tampa as I was riding down there. Uh, Scotty Pippen Jr. was trying to get them over the hump. They lost by six. Covered. I do remember that. They covered, but they'd beaten Alabama the night before in the SEC tournament, and then, yeah, lost a, a close one to Kentucky. So I guess that's what I was confusing it with. And then, yeah, last year I had another – Bit of a run, but it does not feel like a run is coming for Stackhouse this year. It feels like he is a dead man walking. He got him to the Elite Eight of the NIT last year, too. Hang the banner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They lost to UAB. You'd have some of the station's callers say, see, at least Stackhouse can make an Elite Eight. <laughs> um, okay, and then on that note, I because I can't help myself. Actually, it was our guy that we brought on last week, Brandon Ramsey, because I follow him now. He... He had a post uh, of, about the game last night. And then, man, the comments go right into either Kentucky fans trashing Vandy or trashing Tennessee, saying, you know, since we beat Vandy by more than Tennessee did, we, you know, we should have beat Tennessee, right? It's like, good <laughs> Lord, man, just stop. Love a good transitive property. I didn't go through the I didn't go through the replies last night because, you know, they won in yeah. an impressive fashion. I only like to wallow in their misery. I like to bathe in their despair. <laughs> Check out the brand new fanrunradio.com and also a new app is launched and in your app store. Android users coming soon. Coming soon. There was a Weird thing with Android users where we had to sign up a certain amount of people and let them test it uh, to work out, I guess, the kinks before Android releases it. I don't know. But if you're an Apple iPhone user, the brand new Fan Run Radio app is out and in your store. Go check it out. Let us know what you think about it. Just search Fan Run Radio in your app store. It'll come up. And again, check out the brand new FanRunRadio.com. Making some changes around here. It's been a process, but it's progress as we keep moving forward. New things, new things, new things. Hold steady, Bob. Hold steady. Eventually, we'll get you out of this dungeon. We'll get you into a new studio and and have you looking better and better lighting and be back on video and all of those things. But progress. We're moving forward. Some cool things coming up soon in the future. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm keeping the faith, man. It's going to be good. Stick with us.
a brand. Tennessee plays basketball tonight back on the hardwood as LSU comes to town. A 7 p.m. start, not 6.30 tonight, a 7 p.m. start. Tennessee, LSU on the SEC Network. LSU comes in struggling. The days of Will Wade and Javonta Smart are gone. Strong-ass offers. Will Wade's doing well down at McNeese. He is. He'll, he'll get another job mm-hmm. pretty quickly. Bigger job. Is he actually beating like teams in his conference, or is he still like beating up on like the school for the 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 the, the school of the poor and the? He was playing a women's like one one team had like a women's name, it was like women's Bible college or something. But I guess they have a men's team too. Is he is he actually like beating anybody, or is he still beating up on the I, lowest level of basketball teams he can find? I haven't checked in on their resume lately, but I do know that they uh, they were making some waves there kind of early. They're well, they're a good shooting team. It is kind of wild that he had to go to McNeese State, and meanwhile, like we're talking about Chris Beard coaching Ole Miss. Like, it does seem a little weird that that's happening, right? Here's his schedule. This is this is fun. They opened with a win over VCU. Which, that makes me think, what the hell's happened to VCU? Like, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess Shaka Smart or Will Wade, neither one of them are walking through those doors. Do they suck now? Is VCU just a terrible program? Because you tell me they lost to McNeese State by 11 to start the season. Well, they, yeah, they're in transition. Their coach went to Penn State, I think, last okay. season. So maybe. I don't know. that. Yeah, that is not a great sign for They didn't VCU. have a big-time guy to like just promote or, or bring back, I guess. Yeah. They should have called Will Wade. Then McNeese State, <laughs> they moved on with a win over the College of Biblical Studies. No joke. Then Champion Christian College. Never a good sign when they, when ESPN doesn't have a link or a picture for the team you played. I, I can't click on the thing and find out who that is. Laterno. Don't even I can't even understand. Laterno, yeah, they're and Laterno, just for the record, has only played two games this season. They played McNeese State and then Texas State. So 96 to 55, 110 to 46, 81 to 49, those three scores. Then there's some schools we at least recognize their name. Western Carolina, Texas State, La Tech, UAB, UT Martin. Went then, three and two in those. And then the game they won against the Owls. <laughs> that's all it says on the score. Well, that's that's the Mississippi University for women. Yeah. For women, the, the yeah. Owls. So, like, yeah, I told you, they played a women's school. It's unbelievable. The Mississippi University for Women. Now, you know, again, I think it was a men's team they were playing. They beat them 92 to 23. And and yeah, MWU as we'll call them, they uh they've only played two games that that are at least recorded um, as final scores. They played Alabama State and McNeese State this season. It's it's unbelievable. Um The good news for them is that was the last team on their schedule that you couldn't Click on that. That every other team on their schedule at least has a profile on ESPN. So, I guess that was the last of the of the headlines. And then yeah, they got to took down Michigan. Well, that's another story about Jawan Howard. Yeah, I mean, Jawan Howard apparently they're leaning towards keeping him as well at Michigan, which that seems crazy. I get he's one of your beloved alums, but like that 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 seems like a disaster. So yeah, twenty and three. 
nine and one in their conference. So you might see Will Wade in the tournaments, assuming that they are eligible. I assume they're eligible. They, uh, yeah, I, they're tied with Samford for having the best one loss record, but being like down in the high seventies, mid eighties, and Ken Palm. Okay. So yeah, they're. Uh, Seems like they're the best team in their conference. Seems like you might see Will Wade, but again, kind of crazy that he had to go and and play the the Mississippi University for women. But meanwhile, Chris Beard is still on the sidelines at Ole Miss. But either way, either way, yeah. But back to LSU, they're uh, like you said, they're 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 not good. They're speaking of you know low Ken Palm rankings, or I guess high, depending upon how you look at it. They're they're 80th in Ken Palm. Um, 96th in offensive efficiency, 62nd in defensive efficiency. So this should be this should be a W tonight. I think it's uh, we don't really need to make our picks. That's that's this is kind of a foregone conclusion. I would hope. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We said that with South Carolina. We, I was going to say we said <laughs> it was South Carolina, and this ain't South Carolina. Though. No, I, I hear you. I hear you. But we treat it almost like a foregone conclusion there. And for the perception-wise that you're saying, keep in mind, and, and maybe this is more of a testament to how badly they missed it last week, but correct me if I'm wrong, Tennessee was 13.5-point favorites over correct. South Carolina? That's right. They're 14.5-point favorites over LSU? Yes. So according to the projections and the odds makers and all that, it's a one-point difference? So, I mean, it's not that drastic of a change. Now, you could argue that you know if, if South Carolina came back to town – Today, yeah, maybe that's more of a seven-point spread versus a thirteen-and-a-half-point spread. Maybe you missed a good opportunity, you know, and a bunch of extra points when Tennessee was riding high. But I don't want to call it a foregone conclusion because these midweek home games just don't seem fun. Are you going to the game tonight? Yeah, I'm planning to. The seven o'clock start. As much as I complained about struggling to get there for a six and six thirty, seven's too late. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, what time it, do you want to start? Six forty-five. In our new world, you know, it's like it's uh, six forty-five. Sound good to you? We'll, we'll split here, the difference. I am going to answer your question. I am going with this. Might leave at halftime. Exactly, with the hope that this Bob beats the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Bob beats the crowd. I will stay if it's a close one, but. Although I stayed for that South Carolina one last week, and, and it was obviously a close one. It was horrible. It was, like, so hard to be there in person and feel the pain. But, uh, yeah, I'm planning on going. Bad traffic leaving after South Carolina? Because um, that would have sent me over the edge. Watching my team lose that game. Uh, here's what It I, being 9-15, or I guess it was a 6-30 game, so it being 8-45 and me being stuck in traffic. Surprisingly, we did okay, and here's why. It was because, if you recall, Tennessee made kind of that meager – kind of run at the end i was already up making my way around but watching through the the, the entryways yeah. yeah so when the buzzer hit i was boom out the door and, and it wasn't bad but okay. yeah i i but because i've been there before yeah you would have gotten i would have gotten stuck for sure they're saying it's close to a sellout tonight again yeah i got an email saying they had limited tickets i think on monday yeah They're basically like of the remaining home games i think they said there were five remaining home games this is the only one that has any tickets left so like hey come see the boys beat kentucky they're they're riding high i don't know if they'll get to a sellout i hope they do just so they can say you know they sold out their conference schedule i'm sure danny 
We'll do something creative with the tickets to, to ensure yes. a sellout. I, I would imagine by noon we'll announce a sellout tonight. I'm going to guess. A little trivia. I, I used to play uh, pickup ball with LSU's coach, Matt McMahon. He's from Oak Ridge. What's the trivia question here? No, that's not true. I just gave you the trivia. That's a tidbit. I don't okay. call that a trivia. I call that a tidbit. I, I don't think I'm ever going to get asked, what SEC coach did Bob used to play pickup basketball with? Probably true. Um, now, the part about him being from Oak Ridge, yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's a tidbit that I remember whenever he got hired. Was he any good? Could he ball? Oh, yeah. He played at App State um, under, I think it was, was that Houston Fancher back then? I think it was in that era. Or maybe, no, it was Buzz. It was Buzz. Okay. Well, make a note, Sam. It, it, next time you're at Bar Trivia, if it comes up. <laughs> it won't come up. It's not like I. It's not like I would go down and see Coach McMahon and say, "Hey, man, remember me?" And he'd be like, "Hey, what's up?" I remember when, I remember when you elbowed me on a box out <laughs> yeah, one time. Guarantee you, he would look at me and go, "Yeah, yeah I don't have any idea who you are." Hey, Doug, or excuse, Greg, Greg, <laughs> how, how's Doug playing? <laughs> Trade deadlines? He worried about that? <laughs> I hear you're leaving after the year. You almost took the Notre Dame job last year. Wow. I sent. I sent a selfie. <laughs> Okay, that sounds creepy right off the bat. I was going to say, I sent a selfie to John yesterday wearing, wearing the new inward half shirt that I got, which is badass. Let's go. And, but I had uh, I had what I called my Greg McDermott blue pullover on, too. I checked, I checked my phone, and I just got a picture of Bob smiling all dressed up. I was like, what the hell's happening here? And he's like, great shirt. Love it. <laughs> I was like, wow, Bob, your eyes are really popping in that shirt. Look, look great. Yeah, yeah. Sam, you going tonight? I am going tonight. My wow. mom's coming in town. Oh, that's right. We're going to the game together, yeah. What Should time's, be a good what, time. What time's mama coming in? Oh, that's um, right. I don't know, probably kind of like late afternoon. I've got class until like 2 or 3. You so. taking her to Cool Beans? No. pregame? I think we're going to go get some dinner before and then and then head to the game. Nice. Nice when mom comes in. Yeah. Free dinner. Yeah, it is nice. Hey, Mom, I'm going to take you somewhere nice, this new place. <laughs> she called me yesterday, too, and she was like, she was like, I think, you know, like, would you mind if, like, I bring some food up, like, for you and your buddies, like, for the Super Bowl? I was like, not at all. <laughs> bring it all. <laughs> please, no, no, no food for us. Man, please. I would hate it. I would hate it if I have to cook myself for Super Bowl Sunday. And if there's any extra cash that you can bring, too, <laughs> exactly. please don't bring that either. Leave the cash alone. I don't I don't want that. I, I'm grinding, Mom. This is. I'm doing this myself. I don't need you to bring me food or money. I'm going to get it myself I got out of the me. mud. I got me. I'll just take dinner with you. I don't need cash. You think I'd take the money from Jay-Z? No, I just want dinner with Jay-Z. It's just like that, Mom. Mm -hmm. It takes me uh, – it, it does take you back. We've all been there. Like when we go down to Florida where our oldest lives, and uh, he's not much older than you, Sam, and he uh, he's always like, hey, you know, text immediately. It's awesome to see you. Um, I had me up for grabbing dinner tonight. <laughs> you know, he's like offering it up. It's like – Okay. Yeah, of course. I got reservations at this place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, he's already got the whole week planned when we're there, you know, because it's free food. I get it. Made I made all there. the reservations to take you to all the best <laughs> spots. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Tommy writes in saying the Vols are now down to twelve to one to win the national championship. Oof. So that it was fourteen to one yesterday, or maybe Monday. I don't know if the North Carolina loss changed that, and now it looks like Tennessee might be in line for a one seed, which you know drastically should change your 
chances to win a national championship. I, I do think the difference between a one seed and a two seed are pretty big. I, I do think that. I think like when you look at the quality of like a three seed that you might play in the Sweet 16 versus a right. four seed, usually we don't give that enough credit, I don't think. Or even like going up against a 12 seed versus a 10 seed, if that's what you have to do, and if it's an upset, like those are that 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 matters. So Tennessee, maybe since North Carolina lost, Tennessee gets a bump because yeah, Carolina falls down to 17 to one to win a championship. Purdue seven to one, Connecticut plus 750, Houston nine to one, and then in fourth place, all alone, Tennessee at 12 to one. Arizona, Alabama, at fifteen to one, and I, and I, I I hope so too. I mean, because the Lenardi latest, God, has and again we know it's all provisional, but they have Tennessee now in the Midwest as the two seed with Purdue as the one. It's like I'd rather be seeing them like if we could get to the Final Four, you know? Yeah, I'm not going to stress about the potential matchups just yet because I do think Tennessee has. Just the last four games, the last two weeks in general, are enough to get you to a one seed. Like that's a yeah, resume. I agree. You you have four resume wins there, or four resume opportunities, I should say. I mean, you haven't won them yet, but like even going three and one in that stretch might bump you up to a one seed. To reach the final four, Tennessee has the fourth best odds to do that as well. It's in lockstep with the odds I gave you for the national championship. Purdue plus one sixty, Connecticut plus one seventy. Houston at plus 210, Tennessee at plus 260. So, yeah, they're projecting Tennessee to kind of be a one seed here, it feels like. Um, do you? Speaking of that, if we talk about trying to ascend to a one seed, do you feel really the work, the work absolutely has to be done? You just mentioned it in that last stretch of the regular season. It really became clear in the last season or two that the selection committee doesn't seem to be putting too much stock in these conference tournament performances. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think that's probably the way it should be, quite frankly. I agree. I don't think you should really be able to, to move up a spot unless it's like, hey, Tennessee was a the top two seed, the team they're chasing loses their first conference game and you go on to win a conference championship and beat, like, let's say, Auburn and Alabama, you know, two of your biggest competition. Like, maybe that should be enough to edge you, like, maybe two spots up, one seed line if you're, like, you know, right there on the cusp. But otherwise, a loss shouldn't really hurt you much unless you're a bubble team. Just as far as I'm concerned, I mean, like, you know, maybe give you a little bit of a nudge upwards, but even then I don't think it should matter much unless you just, you know, go in a murderer's row and, and like I said, you're close to being bumped up anyways. Uh, you would assume if Tennessee keeps taking care of business in the SEC conference tournament anyway, they'll get the double bye. And, um, yeah, I, I guess my point is if you, if you went and laid an egg, but – the thing, the truth is, they're not going to be playing that early in the tournament where they'd be laying an egg against some much inferior team. The double bye, you know, eliminates some of that. There have been times, you know, like where a Vanderbilt who's like down like around a hundred makes it through to the the quarterfinals. Possibly, like you know, you might have. Let's just say Tennessee is the one seed in the SEC tournament. I mean, theoretically, you could be playing a, an eight or a nine seed. That's not great. 
like an old miss or like something. an old miss yeah. yeah like who who is it going to be like a resume ruiner but at the same time is going to come in probably i mean where are they at right now in terms of the metrics they're going to be i imagine like somewhere like in the mid 60s 70s they are so a quad two game yeah yeah they're 62 okay so yeah it's going to be like a quad two game yep Losing to them might be enough to, like, again, if you're on the cusp, if you're on the, the cutoff to maybe disqualify you from a one seed, to knock you down to maybe be in the second two seed, if that's the case, if you're right there on the cutoff. You know, I don't know. But I think, and, I, you know, I say it all the time, the regular season is the bigger body of work. The regular season should matter more than the postseason, especially the conference tournaments. Now, I know, like, you want to win a national championship. I, I understand that. I get that. But the one-game sample size, the one-off, neutral sites, doesn't tell you as much about your program as the regular season does. And mm-hmm. I don't think it tells you as much about the quality of your team as a 31-32 game sample size does. I just remember fans being so up in arms two seasons ago when they won the SEC tournament and didn't get a two-seed, right? They were a three-seed. Well, I also thought that, Bob, was also because Tennessee had won like nine of their ten games prior to that. Or, you know, they've yeah. been on a real big stretch since the – the Texas game, I think the only game you lost was at Arkansas, right? And it was a close game. That I remember feeling like you got a little bit screwed by officiating in that game, which I know that's a common theme in college basketball when your team loses. You yeah. feel like you got a bad whistle. But still, Tennessee, I think, had won their conference tournament but also had been on a pretty good heater as well. And I don't think Tennessee fans were wrong in that. And I say that as a Tennessee fan that was also mad about that because the rest of your season, like you had been pretty good – and also, like, as hot as you were, you were a very popular pick to win the national championship. I don't know if you guys quite remember that, how many people were picking you to be a Final Four team and to be a team that won the national championship. You're a pretty popular pick. You were you were hot and good. So I do think you should have been better than a three seed. Yeah, I, uh, I still got that Michigan game. That was... That was that was painful. The Michigan game was brutal, but yeah, you had won twelve of your last eleven. You had won twelve of your last eleven, and really, if you go back before then, I believe you had won or you won eleven of the last twelve. Th- yeah, thank you. You had won fourteen of your last sixteen. If you include like a one point loss to Texas, a game you you know you barely lost, like you were you're on you're on a good stretch. And then yeah, you ran through the. The SEC tournament. So if you want to subtract those three wins out of that, that's fine. And say you won eight of your last nine with your one loss being a a one-point road loss to keep you away from a 12-game winning streak. So, like, I thought that had a lot to do with Tennessee fans being upset too. The conference tournament, yeah. You, to not get any nudge from that, it's like, okay, what's the point? Well, but, that's how I felt after that. Yeah. I guess that was my point too was like, okay, then, you know, it really doesn't matter apparently that – that was the whole thing. And, and I get if you didn't want to give them a, a bump on Sunday because, like, hey, beating Texas A&M, whatever, and also, like, hey, we got to get this bracket set because the selection show happens in, like, two hours. I understood that, but, like, to get no bump from beating a number five Kentucky team that, that, like, like you did on Saturday night, which I don't know if that's going to lead to the SEC ever looking and saying, hey, we need to move this tournament up and wrap it up on Saturday. Instead, because, you know, you'll have some conferences do that and they'll end their conference championship on Saturday to maybe give the committee a full chance to evaluate their winner and give them a a fair shake. Because, you know, wrapping up your game maybe two hours before the ceremony, 
uh, of the Selection Sunday. That doesn't do you any favors. Hour one in the books. We'll kick off hour two of some things you might have missed from the night before. Stick with us. It's the morning show on Fan Run Radio.